Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I just wanted to quickly let you know of something that's coming up. Um, it starts on the 27th of February, 2023, which is my six week course called Find Your Worth, Uncover Your Past and Reconnect to Your True Authentic Self. It is a self-paced deep knowing that you are of value, you are lovable and you deserve to live life. We will connect and share together to implement the pillars of the self that unlock your full potential and allow you to heal, grow and thrive in your own worth and authentically show up for yourself and others. I'd love for you to join me. There's only limited space available, um, but yeah, come, come and join if you are feeling curious. It's really crafted to support you to change the way you see yourself and start living from your true authentic self. To reason with someone is to motivate them to do or accept topics, ideas, and issues through discussion and having conversations. This podcast is about the relationship with ourself and the relationship with others, finding our stability in our self-worth and how do we actually be in healthy relationships. We find this out through connection, compassion, and communication. Reach out, connect with me, like, subscribe, comment. I want to unpack whatever it is that we can to really get to the nitty and gritty of finding out how do we get better in ourselves and how do we get better in our relationship. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. No, no, no. No, he needs to know. Remember me before you Today on podcast, we have Anthony Harcher. He is the founder and CEO of Me and My Wellness, which provides holistic health solutions using food is medicine, combined with a holistic balanced lifestyle approach. Anthony holds three bachelor degrees in complementary medicine, nutrition, and diabetic medicine and chemical engineering. Furthermore, Anthony is a trained facilitator in the Dura Martini method. He's an awesome dude and I love this podcast. So let's just get straight into it and I hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm with Anthony Harcher today. How are you doing? Uh, fantastic, Jackson. Uh, so grateful for you to have me on the, your show. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, yeah, our discussion. Yeah, well, I've, um, I've had a good stalk of uh, your, your, pro, your profile and your Instagram and stuff. And, yeah, I'm really intrigued. I really like the stuff that you're doing. Um, so I guess we'll just jump straight into it um, with who the hell are you and what do you do? Yeah. So uh, I, I come across this definition. I was trying to remember just before we jumped onto the live recording as to uh, – who I should acknowledge for this. It will probably come to me as we continue to chat. Uh, it, it was essentially I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And I think I certainly, that's me. Uh, I, I find I can't fit into any label. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I, I truly believe that, yes, I, I, yeah, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and certainly that, that doesn't come from me. It was, it came from, um, uh, he just recently passed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the name will come to me. <laughs> I've read right. plenty of his books. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd like that. I like how you put that. I think that's 
no labels, right? It's just we can just fit outside all of it. So the label of your career, <laughs> though, <laughs> that has a label. So tell me, tell me. I mean, it is super holistic, which yeah. is why you're here. But um, yeah, tell me a bit about or everybody about what you what you do. What, what what is that? How do you live that spiritual way through the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So very much, I I am my authentic self. Uh, I. I've taken a while to find that, discover that it's been clouded by society and religion and you know, those values that have been instilled for me from my from my parents. Uh, and I, yeah, so I've been on this self discovery path, I guess, ever since I was a kid, really, uh, mm. not like not really fitting in, so to speak, and and essentially standing out, getting bullied. Uh, so I certainly spent my primary school years getting bullied. Okay. I was actually uh, called Chinese boy because when my eyes, or when my body was developing, I actually had slanty eyes. And so, um, yes, I went through, I guess, primary school being called, you know, Chinese boy. So I certainly know what it's like to be racially slurred. Um, and, and it, yeah, and then that propagated me into high school where I, then started to become the bullier, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. and then I, I thought mm-hmm. this is weird, you know. I, I was then bullying people, and and it, again, I, reflecting back, it's you know from that earlier experience of being bullied and uh, not being not knowing how to cope with it, um, and getting bashed and whatever and chased and hit and um, mm. so uh, yeah. So and, and then all through high school, I went on that sort of self discovery. Doing what I loved doing, which was uh, playing sport, exercising, uh, investing in my health, and then mm. it's only today I realise where that's come from, and that's come from an early illness in my in my childhood, which essentially I was in you know I was hospitalised when I was uh, four, five, six years old, went into hospital twice for surgery, and from that point it really triggered this value on health, uh, and I became very invested in my health at an early age. And that continued through my teenage years, and I just loved looking after my body, exercising. But then I was then sort of, you know, told from my parents that I need to study more. I need to do better at school. Mm. I just wasn't interested at school, mm. um, and I, I couldn't. It, it was really something like. And then the teachers would say, you know, you've got ADHD. You can't sit still. And I was thinking, well, it's. Be- you know, I didn't realize at the time, but it's because I was doing something that I couldn't see any value in doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I struggled with school. Um, essentially, you know, you could say I flunked the HSC and whatnot. Uh, and then I still wanted my parents' love. And I, you know, so mm. then I thought, well, I'm going to put my head down now and get into university and then get that career that my parents would then love me for, right? Um, yeah, so right. I ended up studying chemical engineering uh, and then, uh, you know, went into a career of chemical engineering. But underlying that all was this continual drive around health and looking after myself. And then after university, I had this awareness through the Tony Robbins course of um, that, yeah, I guess knowing oneself. And Mm. uh, I then went on this path of personal development and study. And it was later on in my career where I just felt totally unfulfilled and thought I, I need to change something. And so mm. I thought I love my health and I love helping people. I'm going to do that regardless of what people say, regardless yeah. of whether my parents love me or not. And I mm. pursued that path 
and I went and did a further two more degrees uh, in health. And now I've out practicing health. I'm so much more than just a labeled nutritionist. <laughs> As you said, I'm very holistic. And mm. my clients will always say to me, you're way more than a nutritionist. I come to see you for nutrition, but I've got so much more. And it's because of this journey I've been on in terms of self-discovery, understanding yeah. my self-worth and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so I've been on that, that journey. I'm still on it today. Yeah. Certainly uh, a lot further down the track than where I was when I was a little kid. Yeah. And I think that <clears throat> I love how you say that there's this expectation, I think, you know, wanting our, you know, wanting to fulfill the, the, the family love and we'll get that and then this is what we're destined to do in, in their eyes but not in our eyes and then, I think that rebirthing period of you sort of finding more and more and more. So sounds like health was in the background the whole time, but you were also, you know, living in this different way. And there's a few people that I know that are in that boat where it's like they were, they're living in this corporate life, but they're such spiritual connected beings. So they keep coming back to that space. And I think it sounds like you've kind of broken free of that and then like fully immersed yourself in integrating that part of you to be full you know and then that authentically happening and and that whole the self-discovery journey you know leads you to be here which is which is incredible i think that's so awesome and yeah you're nutritionalist but when i'm you know searching through you or even just the way that you you share and you speak you know that doesn't come through it's just a it's just a thing that's part of health right and and there's there's so many layers and factors and different things that we need to peel apart that that everything kind of touches everything right so i really like that and yeah we don't need to focus on one label right because it is so holistic but for general nutritionalists you sit outside the box of that so yeah i guess how, how does it how does it all tie in like why did why why is that the modality at the moment um, that, that you kind of work practice in because, yeah, I guess my, my view is very much like, yeah, nutritionist is this, it's a big part and big concept and component of health. But the way that you kind of incorporate it is you're still doing all aspects of, I guess, the, the spectrum of well-being and, and really getting to the, the core of things. It probably started when I finished my qualification, I put up the label nutritionist and I was attracting a lot of clients around the same issue and Mm. it was disordered eating or eating disorders. And I actually, prior to that, had no exposure to it other than just maybe, you know, seeing that some people looked a bit, you know, a a, a little bit thinner than others and others were bigger than others or whatever. Mm. Uh, But I, 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 I never really knew how prolific it was mm. until people started to c- come and see me and said, I have a label eating disorder mm. or disordered eating. And mm. at that point, I, I thought, well, like, this is just, again, them uh, wanting to fight, like, they, they think the, the solution is food uh, and, you know, getting another diet, but it's actually not another diet. That's not what they need. Uh, yeah. Essentially, underlying it all is this uh, void in terms of self-love, uh, understanding, um, you know, and not loving themselves. Mm. And essentially, there's parts of them that they're disowning. And because mm-hmm. they're disowning parts of them, it's creating a void in their life. And they're looking externally for fulfillment. 
and that external fulfillment is food um, or it could be drugs, addictions or, you know, any form of addictions. They're looking externally for fulfillment as opposed to looking within. And so mm. I realized at that point that me giving them another diet wasn't helping them on their journey in terms of them rebuilding or self, you know, discovering who they truly are and becoming themselves. Yeah. It was just, again, another Band-Aid. And mm -hmm. I didn't want to be labeled as just another nutritionist because I've seen Anthony and what Anthony gave me doesn't work. I, I didn't want that. Essentially, I wanted to be that person that either put them in the right direction and refer them to the right person or essentially uh, let them know that what you need is not nutrition. <laughs> it's, it, it's really, you know, this self-love and yeah. loving oneself and loving you for who you are. So at that point, I, I thought, yes, I mean, I don't have the silver bullet nutrition. It, it's just one tool yeah. in a whole aspect of health and well-being. Yet it's a label that's attracting more of these people that, you know, or they could get told by their doctor or their specialist that you need to see a dietitian or nutritionist, um, yeah. because they're still on this roller coaster of going in and out of mm -hmm. uh, disordered eating. So it was at that point that really made me start reflecting on the way I practice and not wanting to just become a band aid solution. I, I actually really want to address the underlying drivers mm -hmm. of my client's concern either through a a great referral uh, that's really going to help that side of mm. them to help them love themselves. And I think this connection with you is fantastic uh, yeah. because this is exactly the, you know, you're the psychotherapist, right? Yeah, so yeah. the holistic psychotherapist. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool how <laughs> so, we count each other. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's, and then I've got this hunger to learn about health and wellness. And I'm always, Whenever I've got some spare time, I'm either listening to a podcast, I'm watching some YouTube, I'm doing a course, yeah. I'm doing reading articles, research papers about health. And it, so my world's evolving and my practice is evolving as I grow into this space. So hmm. I'm this being that, and again, I get this from Anthony Robbins, is I'm on this journey of constant, never-ending improvement. Yeah. Uh, so it's just constantly evolving. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's so awesome to hear that. And I think that is like the ticket, right? Is it's, you know, looking at all the domains and, and different parts of ourselves, but then un underlyingly is it like, and I talk about this a lot. It's like there's this, if you can have purpose and meaning in something, then let's say it's like, um, you know, going for a walk with your dog, but then it's like, no, it's dogs. So it's like, how can you incorporate more and more of dogs into your world so that you're doing not just like one walk at the end of the day with your dog, you're listening to podcasts about dogs, you know, you're learning how to, you know, see training in dogs. You're figuring out who else has dogs. You're building those communities around it because that's, if that's what your purpose and meaning is, then surround yourself in it so that it's not just one part of your life. So I love that that sort of sounds like where, where, where you're at, Anthony, is that the, this discovery has, has found this space for you, but then it's not just your work. It's, it's all parts. And offline you were like, you know, seeing someone yesterday on, on the weekend, on the Sunday, it's like, 
but it's so enjoyable because it's such a purposeful and meaningful thing that you found in your life. And I think that really that self-love part is so imperative, but yeah, I'm not sure. Would you agree that that, that purpose and meaning to find something in that is such a big driver for how we show that love for ourselves by doing something like that we find purpose and meaning in. Yes, absolutely. And I, I just recalled, as I said, I would, it was Wayne Dwyer who I need to quote for that initial, sure. um, what I, you know, now, how I now define myself. So Wayne Dwyer, Dwyer. Um, I credit you for that. And then you mentioned dogs, my mum's, one of her highest values and what's it so important to her is dogs. Yeah, there you so go. Her world is all about dogs. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, it's incredible in terms of how you pick that example. <laughs> uh, so in terms of that meaning and purpose, um, the, the Greeks call that teleology and it's that, uh, that, that study of the end in mind and that end purpose. And like Napoleon Hill referred to it as the chief aim. Uh, so, that meaning and purpose is very much you being you. Um, and, uh, and so that discovering of who you are is so important in terms of understanding the mean and purpose. Cause essentially when we're, when we're off purpose is when we're living by someone else's what's important to them mm. and they're sharing their love in terms of what's important to them. And we mm -hmm. think, well, in order for me to receive their love, I've got to live up to their expectation. And so for me, it was my, my parents valued education. And again, that was a big void in their life when they were growing up. So it became a very important thing for them. And then they valued that deeply, but I valued education in a different form. Yeah. So I, yes, I do value education, but it's not in the traditional form of becoming a, a doctor, a lawyer or an engineer. <laughs> Mine is being, uh, in health essentially. So yes, I do value education, but it's uh, certainly in another form. And so that meaning and purpose, you know, when you look at the longevity studies they've done through the blue zones is the number one factor. Mm. And so, those mm -hmm. uh, zones in the world that have the highest number of centenarians are essentially got meaning and purpose to their life. And their meaning and purpose is aligned to their authentic being. Yeah. And for them, it's like, well, you know, if I speak ge generally, uh, they, they have deep purpose in connection and family and supporting one another. Yeah. And they ov obviously have unique values to each unique individual. Uh, but overall, they, they all know what they're here for essentially mm -hmm. and they're all being themselves and so in terms of longevity if you want to live a long happy or healthy life uh it's it's essentially um living according to what's important to you and mm. for me what's important to me is is health which i shared and the health of others so hence mm. my something that's important to me i share it with others i distribute yeah. what's important to me to yeah. others uh, that also value health. So I'm not imposing my values on others. Those that also have health as a high value to them are attracted to me. <laughs> I don't attract people who aren't interested in health and mm. I don't impose my value of health onto others. I, I don't tell my, my children how to eat. I don't tell my, you know, my family how to eat. I don't tell my friends how to eat. If they value health, they'll come to me and ask me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not imposing. I've, mm. I've learned that. Uh, from my experience. So yeah. uh, the other value I have is is family. And I 
I've prioritized my day all around those three values. So I'm always looking after my health. I'm looking after my client's health and I'm supporting my family. Hmm. That's pretty much how I live every day. Yeah. And that obviously keeps you, keeps you whole, right? And then I think, yeah, the, the, the balance between that super important for that vitality, right? And that longevity is being able to make sure that that stays balanced because we can always have too much of a good thing, right? So I think um, how, do you, how do you kind of make sure that there is that balance maintained? I mean, firstly, it's super important that you even know that to discover that and then work towards getting more of it. But once you do kind of have some of the things down pat, how do you create, yeah, how do you maintain the balance? And you raise a really good point there, Jackson, in terms of that fulfillment. So by me living by what's most important to me gives me total fulfillment. I, I don't need anything external to give me. I don't need anyone to mm-hmm. acknowledge, oh, Anthony, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony, um, or, you know, I, I've got any desire to eat, you know, copious amounts of food or I have a desire to drink alcohol or take drugs or you know, gamble, whatever, any of these external uh, things that we can get quite addicted to because they can bring pleasure. I'm not in my desire center to seek pleasure. I've got total fulfillment because I'm living by what's important to me. And for the listeners, I think to work out what's important to you, you'll be doing it already. Your life will demonstrate what's important to you because Mm -hmm. you'll spontaneously do it. No one has to remind you. And for example, I wake up every morning and no one has to remind me to load up my computer to get into my, like the first thing I do is start work, essentially. Um, I get to work straight away and that's at, you know, between five and six in the morning. I don't need any alarm to do that. I don't need someone to, oh, you need to get to work. You've got a meeting coming up. I don't need anyone to remind me. I'm spontaneously um, inspired within to do it, right? And same with exercise. No one needs to remind me to exercise. It just happens every day because it's of high value to me. Mm. No one needs to remind me to pick up my kids or to look after my kids or, or, or support my wife and love my wife. It's spontaneously done. So essentially for the listeners, it's, it's what they do spontaneously without any reminders. And, and, and you'll be living a life that, that is essentially aligned to your values, except what you'll be doing is comparing you to others and other people's values and think that you're not living the mm-hmm. right life or you're not living authentically because you're comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. And so that, that you want to avoid and essentially look at where you're most inspired, where you're most energized and what you do automatically without any reminders. And, mm-hmm. and that is what's true to who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and don't think there's anything wrong with what, you know, what is important to you or mm-hmm. what you value. It's, it's completely unique to you. And that's why it, it is not worthwhile and putting any thought into comparing you to others. Uh, cause essentially when you are yourself, there's no competition. There's only competition when you're trying to live by other people's values mm. and and they're living an inspired life. You'll never in- compete with someone who's living an inspired life that you're then trying to imitate and you're always going to come second to them, right? But no one's going to compete with me in, in what I'm truly inspired to do. And, and again, th- th- my values are very specific um in in very specific areas so Mm. as much as i've given general labels to say my health and my client's health there's 
specificity around that. Um, so, mind you, I've already struggled with that word. Yeah, yeah. I don't even <laughs> so, try. Doesn't seem to flow for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I should. I, I, I'll take your advice, and <laughs> I won't even bother next time. <laughs> so, and so for me, like, and this is what I like. I have clients to come and you know that come and see me and say, look. Um, I want to improve my health. I want to lose weight. Yeah. And if or my if I hear my doctor told me I need to come and see a dietitian mm. to lose some weight, I know that that value has been imposed on them. And underlying, they don't. They're obviously demonstrating what's important to them. And health can't be at the top of their the values mm. uh, because they wouldn't be in front of me, and the doctor wouldn't have said you need to go and see a nutritionist or a dietitian. And so for me, it's then getting down and understanding what's important to them, what do they value, and then linking health as to how it helps them get what's important to them. So you mentioned dogs before. Then I would link how health can be tied in to yeah. dogs. You mentioned like, well, you know, you can walk your dogs, right? <laughs> you can, um, and then obviously you're in, in, integrating health. And then the, the, the other thing is for you to be the best carer of your children or your dogs, you need to be in the best state yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You need to be in a real optimal state. Mm -hmm. If you're sick, who's looking after your dog? Yeah. <laughs> um, or, it, you know, if you end up in hospital in acute care on life support, then who's looking after your dog? So in order to, um, you know, best serve others, we need to be in optimal health. And I'll often tie how health is going to serve them in their highest mm. value or what's mm. important to mm. them. And then when they have that strong linkage, that connection is then that they, they don't need any other motivation. They don't need me ringing them up every day saying, I, you know, ha have you been doing what we discussed? Essentially, I have clients texting me sharing their progress because they can't believe that they've now got spontaneity towards yeah. something that they never valued mm. um, because it's been linked to something they value. So that's essentially how I work with my clients is really find out what is truly important to them and then link what they've come for to that so that then they, they don't need this yeah. uh, motivation or they give up straight away when the going gets tough. Essentially, they can see that direct linkage. And, and again, you need to come up with multiple ways which health can then serve something that's important to them. And they, and it's essentially rewiring the brain in this process. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, it's that neuroplasticity because yeah. mm -hmm. you're actually getting neural connections happening uh, and enlightening those connections yeah. as you talk, uh, you know, as, as we discuss it and they actually, they're the ones coming up with the ideas. I'm, yeah. I'm the ones asking the question essentially. Yeah. Wow. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Everything you're saying. So, so it resonates with me because I think that, you know, I talk about this a lot. I'm such a, anyone that knows me, I'm, I'm a real stifler advocate for self-care and how that, like that health component of, you know, if this kind of work is my purpose and, you know, I write about it, I podcast about it, I, I listen to podcasts about it, I read about it, you know, I only read trauma books. People think that's weird, but that's all I do. Um, and I, I don't want the, the, other, the other novels, you know, I want to read the, the, the ones all about it. wellness, right? So for me, it's like, if this is my purpose and this is my meaning and this is what's important to me, then why I go to the gym, why I do yoga, why I eat well, 
why I meditate is is all linked in these like beautiful like spider webs of my life because in order for me to do this work, that is a big component of it. So then my purpose is kind of being lived through. The reason I do this is because I can keep showing up. And when I keep coming, showing up for me, I'm able to do my meaning and purpose, which is to be authentic and to connect with other people through this, this vision, whether it be face to face or just being able to show up in relationship with the people that I care about and, and new people that, that are, you know, aligned with me and interested in this sort of work. So I really love that. It's like, if you find whatever it is, whether it be, you know, health uh, for yourself or trauma and, and connection like myself or dogs, like your mom, you know, it doesn't matter what you find is like, how do I integrate? How do I keep staying well? So I can keep doing that purpose. So I can keep doing that meaningful thing that, that connects to me. And then you're right. I think that all comes back to that then we can be spontaneous, open, and moderate with the things that we do. It's beautiful. Uh, uh, absolutely. And, and, and when you have that inspiration, you know, you're living by what's important to you, uh, it, it, it essentially it, it gives you that you can then have a bigger vision of what you want to achieve because essentially you're then willing to take on any challenge. And, and, and again, you embrace that challenge because it's in an area that you truly, it's so important to you to think, well, I'm, I'm going to tackle any problem because it's so meaningful to me to, mm -hmm. to tackle that problem. The problems that we run away from are, are the ones that we that are low value for me. Like, so for example, I encountered this last week. I had a lot of IT problems. I don't value IT. I, <laughs> I want IT to work. And, and that's essentially, you know, my relationship with IT. When IT doesn't work, I, I, I it, again, it, it, it drives me, you know, out of my ins area of inspiration into this desire center. And, and, and that's when I'm feeling very unfulfilled is essentially I'm there solving a problem that I don't really like solving and I don't like the challenge. I just want it to go away. And that's essentially that animal center, you know, the limbic center of our, our brain where essentially we are in that fight, flight or freeze mode. And uh, so that, that, that's my stress response being induced by me again, doing something that's low value and so doing th things of low value will always then you'll start to look for something more pleasurable because it's painful it's painful experience that you don't want to deal with i didn't want to deal with the it issues and i was thinking well that chocolate bar is looking so much better <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like so again i'm i'm uh, looking for fulfillment externally because i've been driven into the animal center and and that mm -hmm. animal center is essentially where we run away from pain and we seek pleasure and so uh, so in order for me to get out of that animal center, I needed to delegate that task, to, you know, delegate it to someone who loves IT and who values IT. So they get their head yeah. into the problem. They're all excited, right, by solving this problem. Yeah. I don't have to deal with it. I can get back to doing what I love, which is serving my clients and helping them on their health and wellness journey. And so that's the wonder of the, the world is that the things that you don't value uh, the things that frustrate you and the things you procrastinate on, you can delegate. Hmm. And so find someone that loves doing that and delegate it to them. Like my, hmm. my hmm. youngest, Ollie, 
he loves washing up. I don't like washing up, but he loves it. And so that's his task. Right. However, I'll get involved in other aspects. So he hates emptying the dishwasher. And he, you know, like he, whereas he, he's got this, connect, he loves this connection with water. So I think that's what he associates. He loves water. So he associates washing up with water. He's playing with water. He loves playing with water. Okay. And so I have a dedicated dishwasher who's inspired by doing the dishes because that, that's how he contributes to the family and uh, that, that, that brings fulfilment mm. for him. It, it's not something that, oh, do I have to do the dishes? He spontaneously just jumps and does the dishes. Yeah. And how great's that? Yeah. And so this is, if we just get everyone working on what's truly important to them and then that, that, that they'll, they'll find meaning in what, is truly important to them because they're, they're automatically just inspired to do it. Mm, mm. And then they attract the right resources in order to solve any problems on the way. Yeah. And uh, they're looking for higher problems to solve. They're wanting to extend their reach like you are with your work around trauma. You're embracing podcasting. You, you do viral clips. Um, and, and the reason why the clips go viral is because you're so authentic. Yeah. And, and people see the authenticity and they resonate with that and they're attracted to that like a magnet. People can see a persona and they know that you're not wearing a persona. So this is, you know, when we're living by lower values and doing these lower value activities like me doing IT, people just see this mask of me, you know, like I, they will see that I don't like doing it because they'll see the emotion associated mm. with that task. I, I was getting frustrated. I was getting angry. I was, mm. I was essentially you know, allowing these emotions to run me. Uh, mm -hmm. And I expended a lot of energy in that process of doing something that frustrated me. However, the moment I had someone else looking after it, I could step away from that. And then I wasn't frustrated. The, you know, the, the whole animal response, the whole emotional response was dampened. Mm -hmm. And I was back on, back on mission, essentially. Yeah. And uh, really, uh, the back end of the week was a lot more fulfilling than the, you know, the start of the week. So, um, that, that that's essentially one way that you know in order to stay energized and to uh, stop overeating or eating the wrong food so people know what to eat they essentially don't need anyone to tell them what to eat uh, it, it's essentially it's when, it's when they're inspired within and they and they're they're, they're lifting their essentially you know they're appreciating themselves uh, loving themselves and they feel fulfilled they're not gravitating towards those desirable foods. They're thinking, well, I'm loving what I'm doing. I want to be here for as long as possible. I want foods that are actually going to fuel me so that I can perform at my best. And so they'll eat right when they're doing what's truly inspirational to them. It's just when they're down in that animal center and they're running away from things, avoiding things, or they're and they're seeking pleasure mm. is essentially when they're going to be making those you know, supposedly, um, or the labelled, not so good choices. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this is an, in a little bit of a sidestep, but very, very important, I think, definitely for me, and maybe other people will <laughs> relate. Otherwise, I'm just taking this time to be authentically selfish for a minute, is this idea that what is also very authentically me, Anthony, is I love buffet. And I love all you can eat. And I also love like fried chicken, you know. So <laughs> how do I authentically be me and eat foods that 
there do have that desire element and there is some, I don't know if there's necessarily a consequence all the time, but it's, it's not aligned to every other part of the, like you're suggesting, you know, the fueling and whatever, but it is, it is such a big part of me because I just love food so much. So how, and I'm sure, I'm sure as people connect with that, like every now and then I want a chocolate bar or like these twisties, I just need them all the time. So like, where do we find the balance? Like, what what are the indicators? What do we need to look for? Because I don't want to give up all you can eat every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's a really good point. And essentially, uh, overeating or that fast eating is driven by emotions. So one of the things you, that is really worthwhile doing, if you're feeling emotional before you're about to eat, mm then do something like you mentioned before, either some meditation, breathing exercises, essentially get yourself out of that animal center. Because if you go into having a meal and you're all wound up about something that didn't go according to how you wanted to go or you just had a really tough conversation and and you allow that emotion to then go into your next meal, essentially, that's when it's it's probably not going to end the way you'd like it to. And so I think really mastering your emotions before you're about to eat and not allowing uh, eating to be the tool to master your emotions. Uh, so essentially, if yep. you can calm the brain, yep, and get yourself um, relaxed, and that really helps with digestion because essentially – if we go in really emotional, our digestion system is essentially down-regulated and it's not ready to digest. Uh, so that emotional center is to get us away from a predator to take us towards prey and it really stimulates that adrenal response and that adrenal response then dampens digestion, immune function, sexual reproductive health. And so if you can re- relax the nervous system like you'd do on a regular basis, breathing exercises, meditation, or just go for a walk. Uh, Just get out and do a bit of uh, walking in nature, you know, embrace uh, whatever relax. Like some people get relaxed by music or just ringing a friend that makes them laugh or something like that. So it's whatever relaxes you um, and then go into that meal and enjoy those foods. So what I say is eat them, but eat them slowly. That's where the enjoyment is, is in the mouth. The the issue is, is if we go into those things and we're really desiring them because our emotions are really worked up for whatever reason, and again, we can work ourselves up because of what we're about to have, but calm yourself. Calm yourself down and go, look, I'm going to really enjoy this food. And when you actually eat it slowly and eat it with company and really embrace what you're about to eat. Because the other thing that happens when people start eating KFC or, you know, fried chicken you mentioned or chocolate is that they start sabotaging themselves. They start depreciating themselves. They start thinking, oh, this is going, you know, this is going to make me fat. That's the thought that comes into my head. You know, I'm eating fat. This is unhealthy. Oh, I'm going to put on five kilos. And then what happens is that then triggers a greater emotional response and then they actually eat more to get over that emotion they're feeling or the exacerbated emotion that they've just created through the thought process. So it's really getting your mind around to, I love this food. This is so enjoyable. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it slowly with company and 
I'm not going to criticize myself for having it. I, I'm going to enjoy it because I love it. And, and it's really connecting with, because again, with any food, I can find the benefits of having that food. It's the labels that society's put on that food is your perception that it's all bad and it's just tastes good and it's just, but it's all bad for my health. That's rubbish. Mm. There's benefits in all food for everyone. And so I, I really don't like this labeling mm. of food because then people have this perception of foods that then drives an emotional response mm-hmm. and then creates wanting to eat more. But if, if you really embrace that mindfully, and chew it and chew it and chew it like that chocolate bar just get one you know take one block and i you know suggest this for your listeners to try is get one piece of chocolate and just eat it oh so slowly and and then allow it to swirl around in the mouth and just embrace the flavors that are oozing from that chocolate bar Mm. and then and then swallow it and then slowly take your next piece and really look at that chocolate bar and, and and think about what human love has gone into making that, creating that chocolate bar, it has gone through so much in order to get that in your hands and just having the appreciation for what you're eating will get you out of that emotional centre. You'll start to then appreciate those people in, you know, the farming countries that, they, you know, pick the beans that are then in a harvest and then they go to a, a processing centre and they, they might be ground and then moved on to something else and then there's so much so much love, human love, that goes into creating something you're about to eat, really show appreciation for it. And that appreciation will, again, dampen that emotional response. You will really enjoy what you're having and you'll eat just what you need to get fulfilled. Mm. Uh, You won't overeat. It's when we're emotional, we eat 100 miles an hour and then essentially we still feel unfulfilled and think, I I need another chocolate bar, I need another packet of biscuits because you've eaten... And, and and you've been totally not mindful. Uh, yeah. You've been totally, um, again, tied up with your emotions. And, yeah, so it's really getting those emotionals, emotions calmed, being grateful for what you're about to eat, being fully mindful about, about what you eat and really enjoy it. Mm. Awesome. I think that the, the, the mindful practices, it's so easy not to do but it's also so easy to just break that circuit and just take a breath, you know, and, and slow down, but it's a choice, right? And it's a choice that we, we've had more time up not doing than doing. So I guess it does take that practice, right? And I like that, you know, we can enjoy the foods we want to enjoy. It's just allowing, allowing presence will actually increase that joy even more. Um, and then, yeah, that takes away the, I guess, the bite, <laughs> pardon the pun, but the, of, the, of that idea that things, there's all these desired things that are, that are really bad for us. You know, it, 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 it's more the fact that that's okay. It's just like, how are we going into it? What are we going, what, what, how do we check in before? I really like the way that you, you do put that and just take it simpler. But, yeah, again, I always keep coming back to this holistic space, Anthony, is that, We've got to get in tune. We've got to know what we're looking for. We've got to know how, if we're feeling emotion, how do we know it's that emotion? How do we identify that there's even that activity of, of threat or fight flight that's sort of going on in the system? And, and then what are we doing to activate the slowdown process? And, yeah, I'm really grateful for the work that you do that's sort of raising the awareness of, of that stuff rather than talking over here of, like, the end 
journey, I mean, the end of the journey, the destination, rather, this is like the, the slow steps of the journey. There's a lot of layers we can peel back first to start to know more of us fully. And then I love the in-company part. Yeah, we're meant to be, we're meant to be together. We're meant to be in relationship and connecting. So it's, it's beautiful. So I could probably talk to you for a lot, a lot longer, Anthony. We could go on for a while. I do want to kind of, um, I guess get your your thoughts, maybe like final thoughts on on this of this um, idea of worth. You've mentioned it through um, your story and stuff like that, but I guess in terms of some of your clients' journey, you know, they are there because of recommendation. They are there because of um, stuff. There might be some, like you said, low value that they're wanting to create into high value around their health and wanting to get well. Um, but that that underlying part is like a big part of this is I've got to. To, to be motivated to do it, I got to start to appreciate that I deserve it. So, how do what do you sort of find is a is a good step towards that? I I, I think it's self reflection. So, if there's people in your life that you're loathing, resenting, you're disliking, they're essentially just putting in front of you something that you're disowning. There's there, there's a part of you that you're disassociated from that you see in others that you're not loving in yourself. So it's really understanding who it is. What is the trait? What is, what, it, what is it that they do that you're resenting, you're disliking and essentially then look at yourself and think, when have I done that? When have I actually like, for example, mm. you know, when someone cuts in front of me in the traffic, I don't think, oh, you, you know, you bastard, you've just cut me off, you've endangered my life. I just, I actually own it now. I think, yes, I've done that and I've done it just as much as you and it's part of me and I, and there's many reasons, there's, there's many reasons I'm unconscious of as to why you might, might have done that and I've been in your situation and so mm. then I don't have any anger towards that driver cutting me off. And so I think it's really if people can start self-reflecting more and start owning the things that they're disassociating from or they're disowning and be able to mm. then own it and then love it, love them for who they are mm. and then see the magnificence in them. Mm. And then that is going to take them on a journey where they're feeling fulfilled from within and they're not looking externally for fulfillment. Mm. And essentially things will start to uh, take that process will take you towards wellness because yeah. uh, it's going to take you to the authentic you yeah. because you're loving the whole you, you're owning the whole you, you're not deflecting parts of you onto other people. Therefore, because you love you, you love everything about you, you can now love others unconditionally. Mm. And again, you're going to have greater connection through this unconditional love. You'll have more great gr gratitude because you'll see the world for as it is as opposed to what, you know, the way you wish it should be on this sort of one-sided spectrum. Mm -hmm. You'll start to accept things. You'll start to be, you'll see both sides of, you know, what happens and then you'll think, oh, th th that's just the way it is and I'm grateful for it uh, and I'm grateful for that person because I can, I can love the whole them. I can see that the things that I'm disliking in them are totally within me and I'm owning that part of me mm. and therefore I've got greater love for me, I've got greater love for that other person. So that connection just deepens mm. and those 
then then you essentially then essentially that animal part of your brain's not running you anymore. That desire sense is not running you. And essentially you're living a life of inspiration, of meaning and purpose. And you're fulfilled from within. You don't need anything external. Yeah. Uh, you don't, it, there's nothing that externally is going to, you know, you're getting the fulfillment, the total fulfillment mm. from within and you're being the true you, the magnificent you. And, and there's nothing greater than you. <laughs> and, and, and that's exactly why you're here is to be you yeah. because you weren't here to be someone else. Yeah, no. We've already got that person. Yeah, everybody else is <laughs> taken. <the> magnificent, <laughs> magnificence in being you. Absolutely. Yeah. So I like that. So like lead with love, have that self ownership and then use your self leadership to kind of get, get that power within yourself. Yeah. I love, I love that. I think that's so great. hundred percent. Yeah. So Anthony, I've really loved connecting with you and, and yeah, everything you said really does resonate. And I really hope it serves the, the, the people, the viewers listening um, here, but um, how can people uh, connect with you? And if they want to find a little bit more from about you and, and maybe work with you, how would that happen? Yeah, I think, Probably the best starting point is to go to my website. There's plenty of resources on there in terms of education. So I've got my, my podcast, Me and My Health Up, is on my website. So my website's Me and My Wellness, all one word, meandmywellness.com.au. And on that, you'll have my podcast, my videos, mm. my webinars, and there's blogs. So there's plenty of educational resources to really um, yeah, if you want to hear more of what I shared today, then yeah, go to my website. Mm -hmm. And in terms of working with me, I I work holistically, and it, you probably got a good idea of how I yeah. work. I, I I'm yeah, just work with where you want the support. And obviously, there's clients that don't want me to go into some of the areas I discussed, and I sure. then just help them with some education around food, and that may be dissolving some labels mm -hmm. uh, so that they don't have that. You know, they're not labeling foods and then they're not then classifying foods not to eat and I can eat. And that just wants, that just drives you to want to eat the foods that you can't eat. Anyone who tells you you can't do something, you, you got this yeah. innate driver to, to do more of that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's right. It's, it's like our parents saying, you know, you know, don't do this, don't do this. And you probably remembered you're doing it. You're just sneakily doing yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, do this. Just, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I will put that up on the um, show notes and um, link that up on my website as well. And yeah, um, also your Instagram is really cool. So jump onto that as well. I'll um, share it all. So please reach out if you do have any questions for myself or for Anthony and and keep connecting. And Anthony, again, it's been such a pleasure to have you, man. I really, really, really resonate and. I love the, the work that you're doing, the service that you're giving back to, to your community and, and now mine. So um, I'm really grateful. And I'm very grateful for you asking me on to uh, share what I had to share today with the listeners. So I really appreciate the opportunity and am very grateful for the connection with you. So mm. thank you for reaching yeah. out and connecting with me. Thank you. All right. See you soon. Thank you. 
you guys are picking up what we are putting down, then please reach out and subscribe, give us some five stars, and yeah, make sure that gets into other people's ears so that more people can have the beautiful message that uh, Anthony's put out and get everyone back on that Reason With Me podcast. Have a great one. Talk to you soon.